You're listening to The Marn Report. Hello, and welcome to The Marn Report. I'm Sergeant First Class Jason Hole, 3rd Division, Sustainment Brigade Public Affairs. Today, we're talking with Colonel Jennifer McDonough, who just took command of the 3rd DSB. She's from New Iberia, Louisiana. She commissioned as an ordnance officer in August 2000. She has served as a forward support company, joint task force troop, and brigade support battalion commander, multiple staff positions, a division chief of sustainment, and a chief of staff of a joint task force, a division, and for the Army's People First Task Force. Welcome to the Rock of the Marne and Fort Stewart, Georgia, ma'am. Hey, thanks, Sergeant Hall. It's, it's wonderful to be here. I'm super excited to, to be a part of this organization. My initial impressions of the soldiers and leaders in this brigade um, are, are phenomenal, and I, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to serve with these guys. Ma'am, you just assume command of the 3rd DSB, and you'll lead this brigade on its upcoming nine-month deployment to Europe. Can we discuss what provider soldiers can expect of this mission to Europe? Yeah, thanks. Um, this is a phenomenal opportunity for our soldiers to increase interoperability between ourselves and our multinational counterparts, along with multi-composition forces from the, the U.S. Um, training in Europe provides the, uh, it affords the opportunity to really be able to stretch ourselves and to be able to train on increasing our lines of communication uh, over time and space and really be able to practice and hone our trade. So training with partners and allies, multi-compo units, regional security partners across what, what's likely to be more than, than 12 countries in Europe. Uh, what does that give us? It's more about being present. Interoperability of NATO allies serves as a deterrence by our ability to work and fight together. We are stronger together. Being in Europe with the entirety of the 3rd of the Infantry Division and a lot of supporters and enablers, um, you had mentioned wanting to influence the sustainment enterprise of the entire division. Can you describe to me a little bit about what that means, what that looks like? Yeah, sustainment works better whenever it's integrated and synchronized. Um, and that's, that's even much larger than the, the division, as we just talked about Europe. Um, we must be able to tie into the theater. We must be able to synchronize sustainment across all of, all of the division as well. That means we need to bring the BSBs, the FSCs. We need to ensure that we have the uh, agility to be able to flex when and where needed within the sustainment community. We need to make sure that we're managing our talent across, down and in, up and out, throughout. And we need to make sure that we are learning from each other and able to execute when needed. Okay, and so you're talking about a division sustainment brigade that supports the greater, wider division in an army that's training focus is on large-scale combat operations against potentially an, an adversary with a peer-like capability set. Absolutely. As we focus through uh, large-scale uh, combat operations, we have to understand that our unit of action is the division. Therefore, we need to make sure that we are looking holistically at sustainment across the entire division because that is the uh, level that we're going to fight at. As we went through OIF and OEF, we get focused on brigades as the fighting unit. Now it's divisions fighting as, as the main primary unit of action We've got to make sure that we're ready to sink sustainment throughout. And so naturally that sustainment 
that division can only move as far and as fast as its sustainment capabilities allow. That's correct. So by enhancing the um, capability set across the division, we hypothetically increase the the range, the lethality, and the, the speed and agility of the, of the division as uh, a fighting unit. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are able to, if we synchronize sustainment appropriately throughout the division, we will allow the commander to maintain momentum when necessary in a large-scale combat operation. So I'm sure you're tracking that the 3rd Infantry Division is the Army's most modernized division in terms of uh, the new Abrams, new Bradley fighting vehicles, mm -hmm. even the, the new armored multi-purpose vehicle. And it, and it seems to me that the division sustainment brigade suppliers, maintainers now must become familiar with modernized equipment. And so reaching into the, the forward support companies and, and sharing that knowledge enhances that capability across the force. Or am I looking too too small or too singular? Uh, no, pr particularly, I think you're, you're spot on. Um, as you look at maintenance of this, this new equipment, we have one brigade that already has it. We have one brigade that doesn't yet. Um, they are, we're going to have to share as an enterprise the lessons learned for the new equipment as, as they, they come on. I, I see the sustainment brigade as the integrator of sustainment. Like it's, it's more than just we provide some trucks and we provide some maintenance. We integrate all aspects of sustainment for the division. The subordinate commanders have put a lot of emphasis on live fire training and training at night and under seaburn conditions with cruiser platform weapons in, in support of convoy operations defense or, or, or base defense. Is that what you conceptualize as, as the lethal or kinetic role of the sustainment brigade? I think that's part of it. I, I think that you have to, um, if we take a step back, there's many more things we can put inside of our kit bag to be more lethal. Um, yes, we're in the rear area, but what does that mean? Um, what fires capabilities are we going to bring to bear? What fires, and that's something that I plan to work with my counterparts in Devardi on. Like, I need a fires capability. What, what do we need to do so we are thinking about being able to protect ourselves and to bring, uh, bring fury to our enemies? We've got to be able to do that as we're not here just for, as technical experts. We're here to fight um, and we're going to be ready to do so. The potential future conflict with a much more capable and, and equipped enemy, as you mentioned, has a lot more reach. Mm -hmm. And they're going to want to target those things that make us mobile and, and agile. And, and that's a lot of what the Sustainer Brigade has to be ready uh, and 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 train to preserve. That's right. We've got to get down to the basics of um, analog reporting. How do we keep our finger on the pulse of what the division needs in a when we we're not able to communicate when we when we you know the the enemy's watching. So how do we do that without being able to communicate? We've got to be able to be on top of the really just the pulse. You know, the, the heart of the rock, that's exactly what it means, um, the, the pulse of the division. So we've talked a little bit about what's important to you as a leader, but also for your officers, your, your non-commissioned officers, your soldiers of, of the provider brigade, what things should they prioritize in, in, in your mind as, as a leader of sustainers? What things should 
these individuals under your command prioritize for themselves in their personal and professional development? First and foremost is character. There, there's nothing more important than, than the character uh, of our soldiers and our leaders. Uh, lethality, as mentioned before, and then our ability to work left and right uh, with our counterparts when, when needed. Can we talk a little bit, ma'am, about your service on the Army's People First Task Force? Now, I understand that General Norrie, who just assumed command of the 3rd Infantry Division, uh, was the director of the Army's People First Task Force, and you served for the task force as uh, chief of staff, as mentioned before. What kind of insights or, or things that, that we might not know about where the Army's or where the Army's going for, for people, talent development and management and such? It's really about creating communities where soldiers, civilians, and families can thrive. And that's what we're really trying to do. This isn't about bouncy houses and barbecues. People first means tough, realistic training, taking care of our soldiers, caring about professional development, good counseling, and really getting to the left of harmful behaviors. And what I mean by that is prevention. Oftentimes, we bring ourselves to think about a high-risk soldier, for example. How do we get to the left of that? How do we get upstream of that? How do we surround our soldiers and their families uh, and the civilians that work with us? How do we surround them with the uh, protective factors to allow them to thrive? Uh, we know social connectedness is incredibly important. What are we doing to ensure that our soldiers have the healthy outlets to be able to have those, those meaningful connections with their teammates? It's building cohesive teams, as the Chief of Staff of the Army always says, that are highly trained, disciplined, and fit. That's what we're here to do. And that's what I've gained from the People First Task Force. It's really focused on making sure that we're ready to do our assigned mission and that we take care of our soldiers, families, and civilians as we do that. I've often told my soldiers it, it, it's really key to, to mission readiness, the ability to accomplish the mission and come home again safely. So said differently, people are readiness. Taking care of our people and our families and our civilians ensures that we are able to do all the things that we must do to train and get ready um, for our entire purpose, which is to deploy, fight, and win our nation's wars. Did you have anything else to add before we uh, sign off, ma'am? I think we're running, uh, we're hitting our time limit now. Yeah, lastly, I'd just say that I'm really excited to be part of the 3rd Infantry Division. Uh, the reputation of this division is tremendous, and to be a part of a division that has that reputation for grit and endurance and all of the successes that it's had all the way since the Rock of the Marne. Um, so excited to be here and looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, thank you, ma'am, for talking with us today, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, this has been another episode of the Marne Report. I'm Sergeant First Class Jason Hull, Rock of the Marne. The Army Maintenance app is a quick and easy way for soldiers, Army families, and DOD civilians to submit work orders in order to maintain their barracks, family housing areas, and workspaces. ARMA enhances the ability to securely submit and access up-to-date information about the status of work orders that have been submitted, as well as provide feedback once the work is accomplished. Users can access ARMA through the Digital Garrison app or by visiting armymaintenance.com. No issue is too large or too small for ARMA. Get connected directly to the service you need, no matter the time of day or night. Create your online profile today at armymaintenance.com.